All right, folks, what is going on? This is episode 342 of the First and Frame Rate Show. I am VF Baller, and I want to tell you guys once again, man, you guys are amazing. I mean, the numbers are reflecting what you guys like to hear and see, and I'm doing my best to give you the best content possible. You know, without you guys, I cannot do this. I mean, I don't have the drive or the motivation to do this. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love talking about my teams, but when I get the feedback that I get from you guys, it makes it all worthwhile and it makes me want to continue to have this dialogue with you, you know, to make this content, you know, looking at you guys in the comment section, reading what you guys say, agree, disagree, good, bad or indifferent. It's always awesome to see because it shows that we have some type of, you know, passion for the teams that we talk about. So I want to thank you guys again. I really, really appreciate it. If this is your first time here, welcome to the First and Frame Rate Show. I am VF Baller. Over here, we talk about Georgia Southern and Atlanta Falcons football. Uh, Georgia Southern is still going through the process of picking up more recruits, uh, trying to find guys that can fill some slots from the transfer portal. We will get into that at some time soon. Uh, I just cannot find enough content to make a full video on. But I will be talking about that sometime down the road. You can find me on YouTube or Rumble if you want to watch the visual side of this. If you want to listen to the audio side, I am on Anchor, Stitcher, Spotify. I'm also on Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. So you can find, you know, your way to listen to this episode or any of the content that I put out on the podcast avenue, uh, whatever your uh, preference is. Um, and uh, once again, I, I cannot thank you guys enough. Let's go ahead and get into this episode because we're going to talk about the running game. Uh, we already know that we um, uh, cut uh, Mike Davis after uh, the one season that he was with us. At the same time, we drafted a running back in the fifth round, Tyler Algier. We're going to talk about this kid and see if he's going to be the biggest difference maker of the Atlanta Falcons. I'm talking about over defense, offense, special teams, coaching, whatever the case may be. Can this guy be the the cornerstone of the turnaround of the Falcons? Because we all know defense win championships. We also know that passing the ball and being aggressive put points on the board. But to wear down a team, to beat up on a team, to be physically pushing around guys in the trenches, uh, offense or defense, but this time we're going to talk about offense. Making these guys, you know, quit and making the 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 opposition quit. Making these guys don't want to tackle in the third and fourth quarter. You know, just breaking the will of a team. I want to talk about how important that can be to a, a, a team that's on its way to try to win more football games and try to go into the playoffs and further. Uh, a guy like Tyler Algier came through um, BYU as a walk-on. He started off uh, as a walk-on, uh, and he ended up being one of the running backs that nobody really talked about. First of all, he's on the West Coast. I mean, he's in Utah, but pretty much he's on the West Coast in in, in college football terms so you may not have been able to watch many of his games now uh this team was in the top 15 throughout the most of the season they did pretty well uh, for themselves this past season but we're going to talk about this running back 511 224 one cut style back can break tackles i think he led the led college football in broken tackles uh last year um very good and versatile running back. 
And uh, for him to actually uh, run the ball the way he does, uh, actually having over 1,600 yards is uh, really um, impressive. Um, no matter w what type of level of football you're playing, when you're playing against your peers and you're playing in, in a power, uh, I guess the BYU is still in a group of five, playing up against power five opponents and still able to um, rack up that many yards and have 23 touchdowns, uh, I think, you know, that is a pretty good uh, resume to have. Now, not only last year, this is not a one-year fluke. The year before, in 2020, he had 150 carries for 1130. You know, almost seven yards a carry, uh, 13 touchdowns on top of that. So he can do a little bit of everything. We saw him catch passes out the backfield. We, we know that he can run between the tackles. And with the, the, the stout that he has at 5'11", 224, He's capable to do a lot of stuff. You know, he's capable to do a lot of things. And when you compare it to what we had last year, um, when you had Mike Davis playing, uh, Mike Davis didn't do too well. You know, so this is a this could be a huge upgrade. I'm not saying that it is right away because we don't know what's going to happen with Tyler Algier. I mean, he, the numbers in college look good. Will it translate to the NFL? It looks like it can, you know. Um, but when you have a you have a running back who averaged three point six yards a carry and twenty nine yards a game, I mean, there's nowhere to go but up. But when you're looking at a guy like Algier, I think he can contribute right away. A lot of people say he has a running style of Emmett Smith, which at first I didn't really think about it. But the more I think about it, it's like okay, I can see where the comparisons come from. But you know, comparing him to a a Hall of Famer like Emmitt Smith is very like really uh um it's almost unfair <laughs> because it's, it's Emmitt Smith. You know, you 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 don't want to put that on somebody right away, but when you look at a guy who can run the ball the way he does, and um I actually watched him play against my Georgia Southern Eagles, he th this kid is the real deal. And uh when you have guys like Quadri Allison and Damian Williams with, you know, Quadri Allison can be more of a bruiser um and if, you know, the guy I don't want to name from the AJC, which I blocked on Twitter. If you want to talk about somebody who has possible fumble in their shoes, you know, Quadri Allison, I like him. But when he fumbled that ball late in the season, I can't remember what game that was. I was so done with him. But he's been re-signed. So, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be here to give him another chance and hopefully he can contribute. Dame Williams is another guy that we picked up from the, the uh, Chicago Bears. Definitely could catch out the backfield as well. So these two guys are changing pace to the balance of what Algier can do. Uh, I think when you're looking at a guy who can uh, run the ball um, and be successful at breaking tackles, not being afraid of punishment, not being afraid of giving out punishment, also could catch out the backfield. The third and fourth quarter, if we have not even, we don't even have to have a big lead. If we have the lead, and the team needs the ball back to score, and this guy gets going and getting run and start running, those 50 broken tackles that he had at BYU could easily turn into 75. Hey, hell, they could still stay 50. And with that being said, nobody's going to want to tackle this guy in the third and fourth quarter. He doesn't have – he's not like one of those huge big bruisers like Derrick Henry. But at 5'11", 225 pounds, which I was, I was, I was suspecting him – to probably gain maybe, you know, maybe 10 more pounds at the most. 
maybe after doing some strength and conditioning on a professional level, I don't expect him to get up to 240 or anything like that. But I think anywhere around the 230, 235, uh, you know, range will be perfect for Algier to beef up a little bit because even at 224, you already an NFL size. You are already there, but you still want to put on more muscle. You still want to get um, a little bit more, a uh, little more stout in your uh, in in the way that you uh, uh, want to uh, build your body for the um, excuse me for the build your body for the running back back position in the NFL. Now with the passing in, we have. Um, it's really going to be interesting to see how much will actually open up in the running game because last year, I mean, thank God for Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan was able to make something out of the passing game with what we had, you know, not only just Matt Ryan, Cordell Patterson, and Kyle Pitts. But now you have a Drake London, you have, um, you know, Alden Tate, you got Cordell Patterson, which I think Cordell Patterson is probably going to get into more of the role of, uh, uh, more of in the passing game than the running game. I would be really interested to see how much, how many carries he gets this year. You know, especially when you have somebody who can be a bell cow like Algier, where um, Cordell Patterson had to run the ball more because of the lack of production for Mike Davis. So it's going to be really interesting to see that. But nevertheless, you have Kyle Pitts, Drake London, you have a uh, Cordell Patterson, Alden Tate. Uh, all of my Zacchaeus, you got these guys who um, that people are gonna have to take account for in the passing game. You know, I get it that you know Mariota is not the guy. Which I'm gonna be honest with you, I'm gonna have to look at more tape of him. You know, more recent tape of Mariota. Cause I, I first of all, I haven't really been watching any of tape on Mariota. I just okay, I know who he is, but I want to see how well he's actually can get the ball down the field. I've heard rumblings that. Not only Mariota, but Des, um, Desmond Ritter like to throw it to the tight ends. So that's another, you know, uh, aspect that we're going to have to look into when it comes to uh, actual, um, you know, the passing game. So what does that do to open up for Algier? I think it just it gives opportunities, you know, um, that left side, not the left side, but that, that right side of the um of the offensive line is going to have to do something. It's going to have to step up and do some things so we can get more of a running game. Because most of the time when I've seen runs, I think they've mostly been on the left side. I mean, that right side has just been, you know, uh, kind of just lacking. But uh, one thing I will say, I do know that uh, Jalen Mayfield is a much better run blocker than a pass blocker. So that, that, that kind of bode well as well. Now, when you do have a situation where, we're running the ball pretty good. That can open up play action. That can open up, you know, a couple of RPOs. That can open up a couple of, um, you know, design runs for the quarterback as well. So we can, we have a situation where we can have the front seven of a defense all on, on its toes. You know, so this is why I say that uh, Tyler Algier can be the true difference maker because now we're not one-sided on offense. We're not looking to force the ball down the field, which – we can, you know, be aggressive going downfield with with guys that are six four and above throwing the football to. But we don't have to like worry about that. First down, we can actually, you know, we could possibly actually run the ball with confidence. We can actually get in a a, a mode to where we can do a second and um you know second and short 
be a possible play action and the defense will be really not knowing what we're going to do. Or we could do a third and long where it could be a situation where we do a, a, a draw play and that draw play could get us eight, nine, 10 yards. You know, see, these are the type of things where when you have a balance or you have a threat at the running game, this is where you can see where, all right, this defense don't know what's going to happen in the first part of, you know, the game. Okay, we need to take account for everybody. We got three receivers out here that can actually catch the ball. You know, you can say what they want about Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus has the potential to to be pretty good in the slot position. And it's good that we have these receivers out of here now where Zacchaeus can play that slot position. I've seen him do some good things in the slot position before, but with what happened last year, we don't know what's we, – we, we had to put him in situations where he wasn't necessarily comfortable. But with Zacchaeus in the slot, Drake and Auden Tate on the outside, you have um, uh, Kyle Pitts and um, – Oh goodness! What is the kid that we just uh drafted from Georgia? He's a, he's gonna be a blocking tight end, but uh nevertheless, let me look because I know you guys would know. I'm gonna look right now. Um, when you look at that, even though he's gonna be a blocking tight end, you're gonna have guys that are actually going to be uh you know looking at him as a threat because he can still catch the ball. You know what I mean? He still could catch the ball. I'm looking right now. John Fitzpatrick, there he is. You know, when you have a John Fitzpatrick right there, you know, can actually do a little bit of everything, you know, uh, it's going to be really, you know, interesting to see what the defense is going to do. And not only that, the person who was picked right before him, Justin Schaefer, what's going to happen with this situation? You know, know, he's a, you know, pretty good looking – offensive lineman that can actually make some things happen you know two-year starter and um probably going to compete with Jalen Mayfield so we don't know what's going to happen to Jalen Mayfield will um will Jalen Mayfield move over and take Caleb McGarry's job you know with the running game we're really going to have to look at the offensive line as well because that would that really that's what makes it go you know you look at a guy like Emmett so if we go back and double back and talk about him Emmett Smith was um a good running back there's no denying that but you also have to understand that what made him and smith great a very good offensive line what made um ezekiel elliott really good a great offensive line but you know when the offensive line starts to fall off a bit that running back don't look as good anymore now i know our offensive line needs a lot of work and we need to make another episode on that at another time we really do because that's something that we need to talk about i i be on the lookout for an episode on that sometime in the near future because we talk about what you know Tyler Algier can do is he going to be the difference maker is he going to be the biggest difference maker the thing about this is the offensive line has to do something and I do like what the Falcons did by picking up Justin Schaefer because this is another guy just like Algier that not many people talked about but can be very productive. He's been in winning football um, games. He's been in big games. He knows how to block against um, uh, NFL prospects. You know, this is one of the reasons why I said it is real important to see guys that are playing the way they are um, on the on on tape. 
This is why I'm really big on the undrafted free agent, Brad Hawkins. He played against NFL prospects. You know, now the flip side of that, if you have not played, and I'm going to get back to the running back in a second. Get back to promise you, I'm going to get back to him. If you haven't played at um, high level, uh, you know, if you haven't played at high level against high level competition, as far as um, playing in the FCS or playing in like, uh, you know, let's say for Troy Anderson, Montana State, you have to be a freakish of an athlete. That's Troy Anderson. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So you can't just be the run-of-the-mill linebacker or a good linebacker or a good player in the FCS and just think you can translate to the NFL. You have to stand out. And my God, Troy Anderson stands out when it comes to playing at that level and moving to the NFL. So this is one of the reasons why, oh, this whole situation with N'Kobe Dean and this, that, that, I get it. But when you have a guy like Trey Anderson, you have to have that type of makeup to justify getting picked over other guys that have played at a high level. So nevertheless, let's get back to the running game. Um, when you have an offensive line that can push people around, when you have an offensive line that, that knows how to move people, that don't mind putting other guys in places that they don't want to go for the running back to run through this uh through the hole and, and gain yards. Like I said, that wears down on a defense. That wears down on them, you know, immensely. You know, in some cases, by the second quarter, these guys don't want to tackle a running back anymore. Sometimes by then they don't want to be dealing with um pass I mean um, run blocking schemes anymore. You know what I mean? You you can you can put guys in that position, and when you do that, they don't want to blitz anymore. They don't want to do anything. After you don't wear down a defensive line, you know, then you don't. Once you wear those guys down, they don't want to do anything. This is where you can open up the passing with the play action. You can actually drop back and pass because you don't have to worry about the blitz because everybody's tired. You could do so many things with the running game, and this is why I feel that our new running back. Tyler Algier can be the biggest difference maker. You know, when putting points on the board, that's what actually, you know, um, that, that actually matters, obviously. And we all, like I said, defense does win championships. I still believe that. But you can also make the case where a big, big time running game can do so as well. You know, so running the ball and stopping the run. We all heard that before. Running the ball and stopping the run. If you can do those two things, you're going to go far. Even though this is a passing league, which we will touch on that later because in some cases, you just need a really good pass rush to stop the pass, and you need pretty good corners as well, which I think we did a pretty good job with that. I talked about that a little bit in the last episode. I think we did pretty good with that. But if we want to be diverse and be dynamic in every way, we have to be able to move the ball and we have to have a way to dominate football games in every aspect. We just can't worry about getting a good pass rush. We can't just have um, uh, an emphasis on having good cornerbacks. We can't just have an emphasis on throwing the ball up in the air all day to uh, Drake London or uh, or Kyle Pitts. We can't worry about a quarterback that can run all the time. We, we just can't focus on one of those things. To be in a good football team, you're going to have to be able to attack a team from every aspect, whether we're going to turn around and be uh, and, and uh, 
and rush the quarterback and be have a a, a guy who can give us 17 sacks a, a season, or we need to turn around and see if we can get a, a defensive back who can give us six or seven uh, cor- uh, interceptions. We also need to figure out if we could throw for a good, a cool 4,500 yards, and with you know with 30 touchdowns and and and, and eight interceptions, or we need to turn around and see if we can have a running back who can give us 14, 1500 yards. We have to have a balance on everything to see what can work against any team because one game we can get a team where we can have a team that give us four or five um sacks a game or we can turn around we get a team and get a couple of interceptions and a pick six or we can throw for 300 yards or we can run for 150 or we can have a little bit of both so i'm looking at what we're made of right now and i think that the uh falcons right now are trying to get a really balanced team if you look at the running game with Tyler Algier, you look at the passing game. We're trying to get uh, Desmond Ritter or America, Marcus Mariota to throw the ball up to Kyle Pitts, Auden Tate, and Drake London. Or you look at the defensive backs with AJ Terrell and Casey Hayward. The pass rush with Grady Jarrett, who just re-signed, and um, uh, what's his name, Arnold Ebiquete, which we call him AK forty-seven now because he has number forty-seven now, that which is kind of dope. Um, Troy Anderson who can um, fly all over the place or even in our secondary where um, where we have uh, uh, guys who can cover and, intercept and and get some interceptions. When we're looking at the makeup of this team, this, has been, this team has pretty much been a big transformation. This is definitely not the team that we had last year and everything is coming into place at a very fast rate. One thing I will say that this team could be uh, a lot better than advertised and even though with all the stuff that's going on, if Tyler Algier could be the di- biggest difference maker, this could be a really big deal for this team because this could turn into a team that we never really thought we could be, a very balanced and aggressive team, something that we really been looking for for a very long time, something that I don't think we had since the Michael Turner era. And, you know, but this, this go around, I think we're going to have a slightly better defense than that era, which there's nothing wrong with the, that era. I think the Michael Turner was, I think he was awesome for us at the time. So this is what we're looking at. And also don't forget, even though this, this season could be fairly successful, watch out for the following season where we have a lot of cap space. Remember when uh, Kyle Pitt said it's going to be, uh, it's, it's going to be scary in Atlanta. It, it, it can still be scary, especially the following season. That cap space that we're going to have is 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 outrageous. Shout out to the GM and the coach for making this happen. Look like we're going to be really good. If you like this content, hit the like button, share this content, subscribe to the channel, YouTube or Rumble if you haven't already. Like I said yesterday, share this content. Hit that share button on your phone when you're looking at the videos. There's a little share button under the video or the podcast or whatever, even on the podcast Avenue, hit that share button, but send it, send it to a text message to somebody who, you know, that's a Falcons fan. Hell, send it to somebody that you know, that's a, that's another team in the NFC South. Send it to them, send it to a Saints fan, send it to a Bucks fan, send it to a Panthers fan. Let those guys know what's happening over here at first and frame race and with the Falcons, because they may not know. I want them guys to know what's going to hit them this season. Also, if you like this content, give me a five-star rating on the Apple uh, Podcast Avenue if you are listening over there or any other podcast avenue that you're listening to as well. Uh, over there, um, you can rate the podcast. Also, give me some feedback if I'm doing something good, bad, or indifferent. If I need to change some things, 
write in the comment section here on YouTube, or I think the I think Rumble has a comment section. I can't remember. Or um the feedback section of a section of any of these podcasts avenue. Let me know what I need to change up. Let me know what you wanted. Uh, um any feedback that you had you want to add to this con uh, commentary. I really appreciate you guys. I'm gonna get up out of here. You guys enjoy the rest of your Thursday. You guys are amazing. You guys are awesome. You guys take it easy. You guys be blessed. Peace. Thank you.